This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Well, hello. Welcome to a special episode of the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihi, entertaining myself here in Mom's Basement. But we got a very special episode today. Before we hit play, though, a couple things. Tuesday of next week, a very special Stacky Benjamin Show. I know we're usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We're bringing you more with people from Fidelity, T. Rowe Price, a behavioral uh, scientist, uh, Dr. Brad Klontz joining us as well for a rousing roundtable discussion about investing in an election year. How should you invest in the election year? What should you do? What shouldn't you do? These guys are going to talk economy. They're going to talk politics. They're going to talk all the dirt on Tuesday. Hope you can join us for that very special episode. Second, we are celebrating veterans as we roll into Veterans Day weekend. A list of resources for the veteran who's a friend of yours or family member, plus a giveaway, plus signing up for the 201. So three big things there. StackyBenjamins.com slash veterans. StackyBenjamins.com slash veterans. And you will find we're giving away a charcuterie board, which we are going to put your uh, uh, logo of choice on there uh, for you. We'll have that engraved specifically for you. It's amazing. It's modular. That's veterans only for that. So if you're a stacker and you're a veteran or you know a veteran, sign them up, get them signed up. Second thing, Kevin Bailey and our team has put together a huge resource from all of our military financial influencer friends, all the resources out there for veterans. What do they need to know? We've got a one-page PDF that Kevin uh, made, which is absolutely brilliant and crucial for people that, you know, there's so many programs out there and people don't know where to turn. And then third, obviously, if they want to sign up for the 201, there's a checkbox where they can do that to continue to get financial tips in their mailbox. All right. StackyBenjamins.com slash veterans. Again, one more time. Uh, Thank you for your service, veterans. Thank you to all of you for listening. Let's listen to a fantastic roundtable discussion, shall we? Live via the miracle of sound particles traveling faster than Joe's dad's 74 Buick drives down I-75, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. Hey everyone, I'm Joe's mom's neighbor Doug, and boy oh boy, you're going to love today's show. First, it's a special day because we welcome to the podcast Mr. FinCon himself, Philip Taylor. Second, it's a fantastic day here because as you can tell by that special sound in my voice, I'm wearing my extra tight favorite jeans while I'm taping this. But there's also a reason C. We're also bringing you from Afford Anything, Paula Pant. And because I can't remember what letter this is, let's all just say hello to the man from LenPenzo.com, Jim Kramer. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding, it's Len Penzo. And here he is, the guy who still laughs at that old Cowboys Herding Cats video, Joe Saul Seahigh. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday to you. And I don't know if you have seen that old Cowboys Herding Cats vehicle, but I was talking to my friend Brittany Burgett over at Haven Life, our brand new sponsor this week. How about them, huh? Innovation in life insurance. StackingBenjamins.com forward slash Haven Life for more on their innovation in term insurance. But anyway, we're talking about just, I don't know, Friday stuff. And she mentions this cat video and uh, one of the few cat videos I think I probably haven't seen. So let's get away from cat videos and talk about something awesome. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Well, you know, what I think about Navy Federal, I think about the veterans that have done so much for our country. And I also think about some of our active service members. want to say a special shout out to uh, my nephews, Colin and Nathan, who are both in the Navy. Colin is stationed outside Seattle, Washington on a submarine. And my nephew, Nathan, is in South Africa as an air traffic controller. And in Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants you also to celebrate members, many of whom go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. It's all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their family are eligible for Navy Federal membership. They offer 24-7 help from their U.S.-based member service. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate to see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equalizing lender. Well, if you're new to Stacking Benjamins, you may not know that I've tried out a lot of personal finance apps. I like to be a guinea pig and try out all these things. So I know what I'm talking about when it comes to uh, what's helpful and what isn't helpful. And the app that I've used the longest has been Monarch Money. And it's because Cheryl and I, my spouse, were able to collaborate together. We can work on our goals together and our budget and our goals are right next to each other on the app. It is clearly the next generation of personal finance apps. So what is it? Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, because you're a stacker, you'll get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. I love the fact that we get to collaborate. I love the fact that it's customizable. And I also love that it's this ad-free privacy you can trust. They never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch myself, I totally get why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, 
because you're a stacker, you're going to get an extended 30-day free trial to try it out like I try out many different apps. And this one was sticky for me because, well, you'll see when you try out the 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. Phenomenal show today, as Doug said. The hot pants I can do without that Doug's wearing, but the rest of it is amazing. So why don't we get this party started, huh? Let's go. All right, let's walk across the basement here to my dad shortwave, see if we can fire this thing up. And man, it feels like we haven't done this in a while. Uh, let's start off in the desert where I believe Paula Pant from Afford Anything and the amazing Afford Anything podcast joins us. Are you there, Paula? I am here broadcasting through that shortwave. Broadcasting from the closet. From the closet, via the shortwave, from Las Vegas to Texas to wherever your listeners are when they are listening. Technology is so amazing, isn't it? Oh, man. One of these days, someone's going to invent electricity and everything will change. You know what's better, Paula? What's that? Someday somebody's going to invent a gold bunker underneath the city of Los Angeles. Wait a minute. We might have them with us. Is it? Is somebody knocking at my door? Len Penzo. Joe, how are you? You're thinking, podcaster, get off my lawn, aren't you? Absolutely. And just for the record, I am not in the bunker today. I am in the outhouse just outside the bunker. You get in trouble with the honeybee? You get kicked out? I I didn't let her in right now. It's just me. That's my bunker. She's in the house. What happens then when the world ends? You got to go save her or what? <laughs> or, or does it? Dep- I'll go get her. I'll bring her into the bunker. Does the it- problem is the, the problem is when we have to use the restroom because, like I said, the outhouse is outside. That that is a pro- you have to have yeah. a nuclear winter that's not bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta- <laughs> I'll figure that out when the time comes. <laughs> and guess what, Paula and Len? I think we have a special guest from the city of Dallas, Texas. Mr. Fincott himself and PT Money and the host of a brand new podcast that we're going to talk about here in a second. It's PT, Mr. Philip Taylor. How are you, man? Good, Joe. How are you, man? I'm better now that you're here. The property values just went up now that you're in the building. (laughs) Honored to be here. Coming from the big city all the way out to the country. Texarkana, Texas. Congratulations. You just launched your new podcast. Tell us about it. Yeah. It's called Masters of Money. And it's revealing conversations, interviews with uh, people from the FinCon community, people who are masters of their money. But it's not just about the awesome things they're doing. It's really a deep dive into sort of the secret sauce that they feel separates their uh, sort of slant toward money versus someone else. And then we dig into their financial turnarounds, some of the things they actually suck at with money still, and then goals for the future. So hopefully it, it creates a you know, a roadmap for people wanting to follow a similar path. It's such a great format. And I love, I stole a peek when you and I were together recently at your pad of the people that are coming on the show. Holy cow, man, you've got some names. We do. I'm lucky, like I said, to know most of the folks in the FinCon community. And so uh, we've got some uh, great guests coming on. I'm excited. Well, we're glad that you're able to hang out here with us, even though you're a big time shooter now. So that's good. (laughs) Let's move into the first piece, guys. It comes to us from Yahoo Finance. This is an op-ed piece by Alex Rosenberg of CNBC. It's, if you really believe the market's going to crash, and Paula, the very first line of this article says, then do something about it. And his big thing is, if you really think it's going to crash, why are you sitting there on the sidelines? Why aren't you moving? Do you think that if you think the market's going to crash, you should move? I do not. I think that 
trying to make predictions about what the market may or may not do in the future is a fool's errand. And you are far better off just investing a given amount of money, whatever it is, you know, 10% of your paycheck or a fixed raw number, just invest that monthly or weekly or however periodically you uh, you want to. And over time, you'll do far better than the people who hop in, hop out, hop in, hop out. And naturally, if you're always investing the same amount of money, then you're going to pick up fewer shares when things are expensive and more shares when things are cheap. But don't you worry about, Paula, that if the market does fall out, that you're losing tons of money that you wouldn't have to lose if you just pulled out a little bit now, maybe? Well, think of it this way. If you decide to time the market, then you have to be right twice. You have to be right when you get out as well as when you get back in. What is the probability that over the long term, you're going to be right not just once but twice and you're going to repeat that same success not just once in your life but multiple times throughout your life over and over? It's probably fairly low. What we've learned from the Great Recession is that people who panicked and sold at the bottom ended up losing quite a bit more than people who stayed the course. PT, you agree with Paul or you think if you really think the market, you know, we've had this eight year run, man. Do you think mm-hmm. that if you think the market's going down now, we've had plenty of plenty of returns, we should take some off the table? So I, I'm sticking for the long term right now. So I, if it goes up or down, I'm in it till I retire. But I know this, if I literally knew that it was going to crash tomorrow, like 100% knew, or certainly I would move to cash, Right. I don't think like the article suggests, you know, you should try to necessarily profit from that downturn. But sure, yeah, if I 100% knew it was going to crash tomorrow, I would probably go move, you know, move it into cash, then buy a bunch of water, then move into the uh, bunker with Lynn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a question for Lynn. Lynn, would you let PT in the bunker? Thanks for throwing that to me there, PT. Appreciate it. That was great. (laughs) But that's a good question, Lynn. You've successfully called nine of the last three downturns. (laughs) What do you yes, think? Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead and laugh, Joe. Yes. The market goes <laughs> The market goes down. What are you doing? Well, I'm going to make sure I'm out before the market goes down. I I don't I don't subscribe to the to the um the conventional wisdom that you can't time the market. Of course, it's very impo- it's hard to time the exact day that the market will top, but when you look at longer term, when you pull back and look at the longer term graph, if you will, of the markets, you can get pretty close to the top. Now, I did this myself back in 2007. In the summer of 2007, I felt things were getting frothy and I pulled out and went to cash. And sure enough, the market turned. It turned uh, seven months later, six months later, but it did. Um, Now, on the downside, I will admit I didn't find the exact bottom there either. I waited and I lost probably 15, 20 percent the market began its climb from the bottom before I got back into the market. But it can be done, not with total precision, but with a lot of precision. And I think to a degree that you will minimize the destruction of your capital or loss of principal if if you have an inkling. Now, take, for example, right now, the market is, like you just said, it's been on a roll here since when, uh, 2010, I guess it was, or 2000. Yeah, 2010. It's been kind of flat for the last two years. It really hasn't done a lot. And I don't think you're going off a limb to say, hey, we might be getting close to the top and maybe there's time for a correction. Hey, take a chance. You know, if you've done your research and you think this is it, you know, go ahead and try it. 
PT, it's funny that this article goes partway to the way Len's going. This author says, instead of selling, like Len's talking about, maybe you just buy an option where you can buy the market where it is now. He says it costs you maybe 1% of your return, right? That's the insurance that you pay. So if the market keeps going up, maybe it costs you 1%. And then instead of getting up, if the market goes up 10%, this year you get 9 but you've hedged your bet. What do you think about that type of a strategy? Yeah, I'm sorry, Joe. I'm not smart enough to understand that strategy, I don't think. <laughs> but uh, like I said earlier, man, I don't think I would necessarily try to profit from a, a known downturn or anything like that. I would literally just try to be in cash and yeah. you know, uh, you know, cut, cut my losses at that point. Paula, do you do you know what I'm talking about with this option strategy? Purchase an option where it is now, and if it goes down, just exercise the option, and you still have all your money intact. So here's my question. Have you ever tried options trading before? If so, is it worth your time to do all of the necessary research to know whether or not that's a good strategy in this particular case? And if so, would the amount that you gain relative to the risk that you are facing be a sufficient enough amount of money that it is the best use of your time? I'm willing to bet that the majority of people are either inexperienced or working with portfolios that are too small for this to actually move the needle. Yeah, Len, are you? Uh, do you work with options at all? Because it seems like for a guy who's been fairly negative, options would be right up your alley. Yeah, but no, I don't. I, I really don't because it's. I don't want to deal with that. That's that's not really my bailiwick. I I've been comfortable lately with just sticking to my four hundred one k and and just to for your listeners to know. So okay, I think I think a market top is near is is very close. And how am I doing that with my four hundred one k? All I'm doing is I've changed my allocations. I've gotten out of a little bit less exposure to stocks, a few, a little more exposure to bonds. Of course, I've been on the record, of course, Mr. Doom. Bonds are in a bubble too. But, right. I was going to you know, ask you about you that. Do? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that too because <laughs> interest rates go up, which I so have to sometimes. So I'm going to cower in my bunker. That's what that's what I'm going to do, Joe. You're just thinking. <laughs> you're just thinking instead of sitting on one bomb, I want to sit on all the bombs. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. That's just me. I'm Mr. Doom and Gloom. You got to have some balance here, Joe. I think that, I, th- I think that's great. <laughs> Welcome to the Len Penzo of Doom and Gloom. You know, now everybody on this show has a podcast. PT's here with his podcast. Paula has hers. You got to get the Len Penzo Doom and Gloom podcast. That's what you need. I know, huh? I don't have the time. I'm a working man. You know, I got I got I work for the man. I'm like, you guys, you're your own bosses. God bless you. I wish I could do that. If I if I could, I would. Let's work our way to our second article. How's that for a transition? That's pretty poor. This is another opinion piece. This one by Jeff Reeves, who's a columnist over at MarketWatch. He says, these are the seven stupidest ETFs on the planet. He says they focus too narrowly on certain sectors and charge excessive fees. They include the Whiskey ETF, the Nashville ETF, the Focus 5 ETF, the Sustainable ETF, Video Game ETF, VIX Futures ETN, and the Bear ETF. Paula, let's start with you. You know, th- these these sector bets, it seems like these could be kind of fun to play with, don't you think? If you want to take a small percentage of your portfolio, say 5% or less, and try to make very narrow niche sector bets, mostly for the sake of your own amusement, I think that's totally fine. But I wouldn't put any more than 5% of your portfolio at most into one of these narrow little bets. PT, this whiskey ETF, you can tell uh, your spouse that you're drinking just to keep the thing moving. Isn't that a good idea? <laughs> Invest in what you believe in, right? right? Exactly. 
Yeah, no, uh, I was going to say the dumbest investment opportunity out there right now is the Stacking Benjamins IPO you guys are going to release uh, early next year, right? Oh, that's the last time PT's on. Thanks for playing, dude. <laughs> no, I would say don't focus on individual funds. Focus on dumb strategies. So investing outside, for instance, outside of your tax advantage accounts, if you have those. If you have a, access to a 401k or access to uh, Roth IRA, which most of us do, uh, you know, invest in those. I would say it's dumb to invest outside of investments that aren't diverse or a portfolio, at least that isn't diverse, a portfolio that's expensive. You know, I would think about it in terms of strategies versus, you know, individual funds. I guess it's fun yeah. to poke fun at these individual ETFs. But for me, the dumb stuff is really the strategy part. I love that. Len, besides investing in the stock market, what's the dumbest strategy you can think of right now? <laughs> You know, I don't know if I brought this up before on your show, Joe. Maybe I have. Maybe some of your older listeners who have been with you a little longer might remember me bringing this up. I had an uncle, a fellow electrical engineer, love the guy. He's since passed away, my uncle Chuck. And he used to tell me all the time about he used to love niche investments. And one of the investments that he was really huge on, and it was hilarious, he invested in a teak farm in Costa Rica. You know, the trees, teak, wow. and he would buy acres of teak trees as an investment. And he would go down every other year and, and look at his investment because I told him, I was like, God, Uncle Chuck, you know, are you, are you sure there really is a forest there? You know, you not get ripped off. He goes, no, I go down there and visit it. And he actually made some money off of this teak business. But, but. The first two years he was making money. The third year, it got completely wiped out in this massive flood. And like all of his trees were knocked to the ground and the wood was ruined. So he totally crapped out. Oh. But that, that's, a, that's that, I don't know if that's the dumbest investment, but it was really an interesting one. And he enjoyed doing that kind of thing. But that, yeah, it sounds like it was an excuse for him to go to Costa Rica, which sounds <laughs> awesome, doesn't it? Yeah, actually, you're probably right. That, you know what? No, Michael Chuck, you're right. That probably him. Yes. But Len, right. but Len, that does get back to PT's point of under diversification is a stupid way to invest. Certainly. Yeah. And yeah. Well, you don't want to ever put all your eggs in one basket. Absolutely. I think I might have heard that before. Mom might have said that once or twice. I thought I just made that up right now on the spot. Blend <laughs> Penzo coins a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be our secret. Uh, Paula, dumbest, dumbest investment strategy that you've seen? During a bull run, Dumbest investment strategy that I've seen, and by seen I mean that I have done, is uh, <laughs> treating the stock market as though it is a high-yield savings account. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Throwing money there because the stock market's doing really well, and you figure that if you're just in a broad market index fund or in a mutual fund, you'll, you'll make great returns, much better than what you could get in a savings account. I definitely made that mistake, and I definitely learned the hard way that the market and savings accounts are not the same thing. Hey, I got one more. I got yeah. one more. Penny stocks. People get lured into penny stocks because you can make a lot of money really fast. Not so easy to get out when the penny stocks go the opposite direction just because the volumes are so low. You might not even find anybody willing to buy what you're trying to sell. Well, there's so. another problem there, Len, which is that they're so lightly regulated that there is a ton of manipulation in those markets. I got lured into that too. And there, in two of the cases, there were huge lawsuits that the founders of the company had against, against different brokerage firms because there were pump and dump strategies going on where they would just, you know, they build up the stock and then they'd exit after they made their money. And it was, it was, it was yeah. pretty bad, but because, but because they're not on an exchange, it's easy for them to do an it's hard to prove that anybody actually did anything wrong. 
Yep. And, and the lures, the lure of the quick gains, you know, it's just it's very um, uh, what's the word uh, attractive to, to a lot of newbies saying, hey, I can make a lot of money really fast. Well, maybe. But the odds are you're probably going to get screwed in the end. So PT, anybody from the interviews you've had so far for the show that uh, has told you a story that is really a pretty dumb investing story? You know, the two have come out so far in my interviews have all been around real estate, you know, buying at the wrong time, buying during a bubble or buying too much house or, or buying a house before they could, uh, you know, or are in a position where they're really settled. And so they had to make decisions on the back end of that, whether whether they were moving or whether the interest rates went up that affected them. So I think real estate is something or, or specifically the home ownership piece of that buying a piece of property before you're ready is, is certainly a dumb investment. That's a dumb one I've seen, PT, is, is people when they – I would meet with them for the first time back when I was a financial advisor, and they say, my biggest investment is my house, the house they mm-hmm. live in. And I thought, wow, really? Why? Like, why would you go do that? That's where you go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped that off at the most awkward place ever. But, 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 Paul, it's funny when PT talks about too much house. I've seen with rental real estate, you can get in over your head there, too, where it looks like you've got a good deal in the you know $400,000 house range. And I know, or at least I think I know, those houses are pretty difficult to, uh, to, to do the math on. Well, those houses are no more difficult to do the math on than any other house. Oh. The thing is, well, for, there are a couple of things. Number one, your own property, the one that you own or occupy, is, I would argue, not an investment. So, I, you, Joe, you and I are in agreement on that. I don't think that your personal residence is an investment at all. Uh, for a rental property, the math is easy to do insofar as you're just inputting numbers into a spreadsheet. What matters most is that you are actually doing that analysis. I think the big mistake that people make is that they're not inputting any numbers into spreadsheets. They're just assuming that the house will rent for X and they're assuming that their operating costs will be Y without actually doing the research to figure out what those numbers, what those variables are. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they can also be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. Oh, God. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. U.S. Cellular, a company that sells phones, wants us to put down our phones and to see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment's the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words... Your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. All right, let's head back to our awesome conversation with Mr. PT Money, Philip Taylor, Paula Pant from Afford Anything, and Len Penzo from LenPenzo.com.
Our last piece is written by Jamie Young from Go Banking Rates. The eight best and worst things to buy in November. And as we kick off, we're partway through the month of November, actually, a little bit into it. Later on this month, guys, we're going to have our same week, uh, Thanksgiving week, where we talk about Black Friday deals and what's hot and what's not. But this article talks about things where people just get suckered into purchases now where they shouldn't be. So I want to ask you guys this, Paula, anything in November that is a buy for you when you see all these deals, they're going to start coming around as the month gets longer. No, actually I take a a piece of advice. I attribute to Jean Chatsky. I interviewed her a few weeks ago and she said that she only buys things that are full price. And the reason for that is because oftentimes when you see a sale, you're tempted to buy something that you don't actually need. Whereas if something's full price, you're only going to buy it if you need it. And so um, that's that's my strategy as well. I really like the wisdom in that. But if you start PT with what you need and not with what's on sale, and then you go find the sales by looking them up online, don't you think November is a great time to do it? I think so. I think marketers are doing a, a good job during these months of trying to move what's left over with their inventory for the year. So it's probably a good time of year to buy. Um, but I certainly like Paula's advice there. I'm certainly not a heavy consumer myself. And so I only try to buy when I absolutely need something. Don't let the sales, you know, drive my decision making. But yeah, I'll poke around. And if there's sales that are on my list already, you know, I'll pull the trigger. They say, PT, that wedding dresses, this was surprising to me, wedding dresses are great to buy in November. And you've got daughters. I mean, they're fairly young, but you could plan ahead and get their wedding dresses now. And it says you can get up to 70% off. You ever think about that? Joe, come on, man. They're five and three. Don't go there on me yet. Or seven and five. Sorry. But 70%. You've already aged them two years. Yeah. I just aged you two years by even asking you that question, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't make my mind go there. But no, they're going to be paying for their own weddings. What are you talking about, Joe? (laughs) Of course. That's right. You're like, you know who I am? I'm PT Money, man. You're, of course, paying for your own thing. Len, for you, I saw this tools and hardware thing down there. And with all that work you're doing in the bunker, I thought uh, November's a great time for you to pick up new tools. What do you think? You nailed it, Jake, because that's what I was going to tell you is tools and hardware, I'll be all over that. And let me tell you why. I'm a very conscientious person. In my garage, I have a, I'll call it a peg, it's a pegboard. And I put all my tools up there. And that way they don't get lost. Well, it works great when I have to use the tools. But when the rest of my family uses the tools, they'll take a tool off the pegboard and then it doesn't go back. And it, it irritates me because when I go to use the tool, the tool's missing. I have so many missing tools. I'm going to go – I'm going to Home Depot and, and uh, buy up this month because, uh, for example, my rubber mallet. I was looking for that the other day. Gone. I had just bought one three months ago. It's gone. You can, you can tell you're an engineer because you have the pegboard. And I bet everything is in its perfect place. If I were- yes, it is. Yes, it is. I can look at a glance. I can say, okay, I, I can tell you in two seconds, oh, this is missing or this isn't because I know where everything is in a certain location on the pegboard. <laughs> I have, my father-in-law was, was an engineer and my son is learning to be an engineer. He's in college for electrical engineering. And what I love to do at my father-in-law's house, and I would clearly do if I ever get invited to the bunker, I'm going to go over to that pegboard and I'm going to move it like a quarter inch. <laughs> And I'm going to sit there. I'll Len. never let you in again, Joe. <laughs> I'm going to watch you sweat, standing there with me, pretending it doesn't bother you. Oh no, it does bother. Oh my God, I, I stew, I stew. I'm like, where is it? You know, and it, how could you not put it back? And who did it? Yes. Oh, that's so good way awesome. to get it, Lynn. Just take something off the off the pegboard and don't put it back. 
Any bad sale stuff that you guys have bought in your life that you can think of that you really regret? Paula, anything that you're like, wow, I shouldn't have, what was I thinking? Uh, definitely clothing that I've purchased from yard sales. There's quite a bit of that that I bought and just never wore. That's funny. I've done that same thing with board games. I'll see it, you know, because I have my little obsession with board games. And I'll see something that's marginal, but it's only $3. So yeah. I'll buy it, and then we never play it. And it's, it's, it's so stu- It's like $3 that I wouldn't have spent on garbage. Why did I buy it? Because it was only 3 bucks. Uh, PT, anything for you? Yeah, certainly. TVs, you know, they're heavily marketed during oh, the yeah. Christmas, se- Christmas season as being a good buy during that time period. And, yeah, I've you know, pull the sugar on some of those, uh, some of those deals. And, uh, now, you know, we just got several TVs laying around the house and we've turned the cable off. We occasionally watch Netflix, but half the time on our, our computers. So <laughs> having extra TVs around, uh, doesn't make much sense anymore. That's good. You have guests over though. They can all watch their own TV. Isn't that nice? There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Hard, Let- hard to move a TV in the secondary market these days. <laughs> that is right. Psst. Any, any listener want a TV? Head to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash PT. I'll meet you in an alley somewhere with a TV. Is, uh, Len, how about you? Uh, you know, I've actually got some gift cards and and then I wouldn't use them for, for a year or two and they sit in my wallet. And then by the time I go to use them, the penalties that they have for not using them, that you know, I've lost 25% of my gift card. You know, so, uh, yeah, I try to stay away from the gift cards. Do you guys- oh, yeah, I've done that, too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I forget what they call that, a holding fee or whatever, inactivity fee. Yeah, it's, yeah. Don't even bother. Just use cash. I don't even know who came up with this gift card idea. Well, do you guys do you guys use cash? But but no, Len, do you like this idea they present at the bottom of this article about in December? I've seen this a lot. They'll give you a hundred dollar gift card for 80 or even 70 dollars. This guess what? I guess what I do that for. And I do it every December, Joe. I do do this, but I use it because, you know, I I love this place. I Benny Hanna's you can get (laughs) you get. At Benihana's, uh, me and me and the honeybee, we go to the Benihana's in in uh, December. We get uh, like uh, two hundred dollars worth of gift cards, and then they give us another like hundred dollars worth of gift cards. And so we use those to go eat at Benihana's, and we get you know, and we actually we use the, we use all of them for our birthdays, and we invite the whole family, and we use all the gift cards at once. So I don't have to worry about the inactivity fees. PT, did you know that Len Penzo is really fourteen years old? <laughs> <laughs> I wish <laughs> he hides behind that beautiful bald head of his. He's really 14. <laughs> he just aged very quickly. Yeah, that's great. I love Benny Hanna too. What a, who am I joking with? Uh, uh, anybody else buy gift cards in December? I, I, I do the same thing. I get, uh, I get the, the, uh, the, I always get great Starbucks gift cards. Like I don't go to Starbucks very often, but I find that I can actually make the price of coffee reasonable if I get the if I get the great gift card deal in December. PT, anything you you look at yeah. gift card wise? Yeah, we shop at uh, Kroger mostly for our groceries, and so Kroger does this thing where if you buy gift cards through them, they give you four times the fuel points, Holy and we God. get our get our fuel there as well. So we can end up getting if we buy enough gift cards, and it's obviously to places we're already going to, we're already going to spend money to. Um, and so we do that and throughout those months we can save, you know, 90% of our fuel costs. So it's just nice. Let's see if I can predict what Paula is going to say. No, you don't do gift cards at all. Actually, there's one store that I do gift cards for. Sephora. Yeah. How did you know? Are you kidding me? Seriously. (laughs) No way. Seriously, that is the one store that I buy gift cards for. All right. What's Sephora? I'm the stupid one here. What's a Sephora? That is so good. (laughs) 
Bam. It's it's a makeup store, Len. <laughs> Okay, I'm surprised I don't know about that. Hey, Paula, Len's really playing it up like he has no clue. <laughs> Good job, Len. Thanks. The, Thanks da- the daytime Emmy goes to Len Penzo for pretending he doesn't know anything about Sephora. Right. Yeah. I can smell that cologne from here, dude. <laughs> but Was that just a lucky guess? Seriously? I don't know why. I just thought, okay, if there's one, what would it be? But but I don't know, Paula. Maybe whenever we're together, you smell. I have no idea. What's what's uh, what's the deal with Sephora? Is there? Do they give you great deals in December? Have you gotten some good deals? Uh, you know, it's it's just that you can save about ten percent buying the Sephora gift card, and I get the e gift card, so they'll email you the information right away, and then I I order cosmetics online, so there's no wait time in between when I get the gift card and when I order. I just get the gift card place the order and boom, within, you know, a 15 minute time span, I'm done. Welcome to Joe, the mind reader podcast. So do you buy the same makeup all the time? I mean, how do you test colors and stuff like that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Once I find something I like, I stick with it. So her philosophy for exactly. entire life, not just her investments. <laughs> right. Len, you do the same thing that underwear you're wearing. No, <laughs> That is, that's bad. I think we got to go out on top. We got to quick uh, get rid of this podcast. Uh, what's going on where you guys live? Paula, we'll start with you. Thanks for playing again. It's great to talk to you. What's uh, happening at the Afford Anything podcast? Sure. At the Afford Anything podcast, I've recently put out the Ask Paula episode where I take listener questions. So I took a question from a guy who's 55 years old and has no savings. And I also took a question from a guy, just for as an example, who is currently making about 50% returns in his own business, but he also has a bunch of credit card debt and he wants to know, should he keep investing in his own business or should he pay off his credit cards? So those are some of the questions I tackle. You haven't gotten the question yet from the guy who's living in a bunker and wondering if he should get back in the stock market before he loses too much money? I haven't gotten that, nor have I gotten the question from the guy who lives in Texarkana, Texas, and is wondering, what color eyeshadow should I buy for 10% off? (laughs) Yeah, that's coming. That's on the way. I I, I don't know what you're talking about, but that might have to be next show. By the way, we talked to PT about his lineup of guests. Your lineup of guests recently, I was just going down the list. You Talk about rocking guests, Paula. Yeah, I've had some, uh, some great people on the show. So I had Cal Newport. Laura Vanderkam, Gretchen Rubin, J.D. Roth came back on the show. Uh, who else? Just some just some excellent, excellent guests with a lot of insight to share. Yeah. Between uh-huh. you and PT, just amazing, amazing lineup. And we'll link to the Afford Anything podcast in our show notes at stackingbenjamins.com. And by the way, everybody, I've started putting the link, thanks to Helen, by the way, who listens to the show, in the show notes. So if your app will allow it, you can just click the link right in the show notes and get it on your device so you can get right to everybody's stuff. Len Penzo, what's happening down in the bunker, man, or lenpenzo.com? Yeah, first I'd like to say I'm having some guests next week, too. I have a terrific lineup of guests. My sister, Laura, is coming over and her husband. <laughs> That's the best and, guest. Uh, we're going to have – and actually, I'm inviting my mom and dad, so it's going to be great next week. So uh, if anybody wants to come by the Penzo house, come on by. Great lineup at uh, Len Penzo. Can, can also, we go to Benihana? <laughs> Certainly. Paula, I'm always up for Benihana. 
Uh, I did an experiment. It was one of my bajillion experiments I do at, uh, at my blog. This one was with premium gasoline. Just trying to dispel the myth of premium gasoline. Is it really worth it? So I call it why premium gasoline is a lot like male enhancement drugs. So uh, <laughs> stop on by lenpenzo.com. Uh, you'll see the results of my experiment and, uh, and uh, you might learn something. You didn't try to drink some uh, premium gasoline for <laughs> enhancement, did you? You're like, honeybee, uh, no. this is and premium. If my engine was revving for more than four hours. I was going <laughs> to make sure I called the doctor, too. That's so good. PT, I'll bet at this point you're wondering why the heck you ever came back. <laughs> totally. Totally, Joe. Well, thanks a ton for playing. So who's kicking off the show? You know, I haven't decided yet, Joe. Awesome. Um, as we tape this. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we've got so many guests and so many good voices. I'm just going to let the interviews kind of speak for themselves and decide to, we're going to launch with probably three or four episodes uh, in a couple of weeks. And so we'll have plenty for you to choose from different conversations to dive into. That's so. awesome. And we can fill up everybody's between your show and Paula's fill up everybody's iPod or their device with great stuff. Well, thanks for joining us again, PT. My pleasure. And we'll link to PT's new shows, Masters of Money, right? That's it. Yeah, Masters of Money. We'll link to that and everything we talked about today on our show notes at stackingbenjamins.com. Thanks for playing, everybody. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Oh, that's going to do it for this episode, everybody. Hey, guess what? If you missed the last week and you're expecting a new game, well, guess what? We don't have the new game. Sorry about that. But we are going to have, oh, and I wish I had it in front of me. Uh, this is, so this is funny. We did a game back in the spring around numbers. And I got so busy with FinCon and getting ready because I was the MC of this awesome Money and Media Conference that I totally blew it, and we never closed the voting. However, I look back, the voting really didn't change much at the time I said it was going ch- to stop in August at the time it actually stopped in October. I do not have those results in front of me, though, so we're going to have to do it next week. And I can hear our winner. Our winner is a guy named Mike, but I'll get to you more about that uh, soon here. Steck and Benjamin's contest on Friday are a lot of fun, and it's going to be fun for me to go over this with you. If you're new to the show, there's going to be contests again starting in January on Fridays. OG's not here, so I entertain myself with that. Another way I entertain myself, by the way, lately is checking out some of the new devices to listen to podcasts. And I got to tell you, we haven't had them on the show. I'm not affiliated with the company, but I've been using this, uh, this new player called Castro. And Castro is really cool. What I like about it is just how easy it is to manipulate the controls. And I know some people use some really cool players out there, but if you're not really that excited, I've used Stitcher for a long time. So I've, I've been happy using Stitcher and I like streaming audio, but Castro really has been hitting it. You know what I kind of like is that there's an inbox of the new podcast that came in that day and I can move them to the top or the bottom of the inbox so that they're in an order that I know when I come back to them that I'm going to want them to come in. So as an example, I really like Startup. I like the show Startup. I think it's awesome. I also like Jill on Money is one of my favorite shows. So whenever Jill has a new show, Jill Schlesinger or the new Startup episode, they go right to the top or some of my favorite board game podcasts go right to the top. And then other ones that I like, but I just want to keep up on, but I, I just don't have time to keep up with every episode. You can send those to the bottom of the inbox. So I think it's really neat. Anyway, just, uh, I know we're always talking about new players and stuff and, uh, Castro is my current BFF. 
All right, let's talk about what's coming up next week, and then we can let you loose for the weekend, kids, because I know you've got some fun planned for the weekend. We've got fun planned for you starting on Monday, because Monday, check this out, Rick Edelman joins us in the basement. Talk about favorites. My favorite book about money is The Truth About Money by Rick Edelman. Rick has a book that he wrote in uh, 2009 that he's revamped. And Rick Edelman coming down to the basement. He also was Barron's number one financial advisor several years in a row. Big firm, Edelman & Associates. On Wednesday, our good friend, Mr. Side Hustle Nation, Nick Loper's here. And talk about a guy that has lots of ideas for side hustles. You know what? If you're looking to make extra money during the holidays, Nick Loper's going to help us out. Not only that, he's quite an entertaining guy. And if you don't listen to the Side Hustle Nation podcast, what are you waiting for there? Because Nick is, Nick is, I don't know, he's just such a likable guy. I just really like him. And uh, Wednesday, Nick Loper's coming down. And then on Friday, we've got our regulars back, Len, Paula, and Greg McFarlane back. We've talked to Greg in what's it been? Almost a month. So excited to have our regular roundtablers back here this week on Friday. And I believe on our FinTech segment, it's going to be a cool product called Final. And uh, we'll tell you more about Final next week, but that's innovation in the world of credit cards. All right. Hope you all had a fantastic week. We'll see you back here on Monday or on Saturday. Saturday? Saturday. Go check out the Green Room podcast. On Saturdays, we go back through old episodes. Also, after we do that, Richie Rutter-Reese, our show producer, and I, we talk about some of the things going on behind the scenes. And uh, the Green Room podcast is our behind-the-scenes podcast. So we'll either see you over there Saturday or back here on Monday. Stack more Benjamins. See you then. Bye. This show is the property of SB Podcasts, LLC. The show is created by Joe Saul Cihai, produced by Richie Rutter-Reese, and engineered by the amazing Steve Stewart. SB Podcasts may receive payment on the show from sponsors and guests in the form of books, giveaway items, discounts, or other remuneration. There's no way you would take advice from these dorks, but like Joe's mom always says, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only, and before making any financial moves, consult with a real financial advisor. Special thanks to Philip Taylor, our good friend we just call PT, for stopping by and chatting with us. You'll find his new hit podcast, Masters of Money, wherever finer podcasts are experienced. Paula Pant appears courtesy of AffordAnything.com. Special thanks to Len Penzo from LenPenzo.com. And finally, thanks to Joe's mom for washing my favorite jeans in the hottest water possible. Nothing says Friday at the Sizzler like showing up in jeans so tight you can barely breathe. I may never bend over again, but who cares when your butt's looking this good and sexy? Am I right? See ya! suppose they call that a novelty act i don't know but it wasn't too bad well that's a novelty Well, Stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is 
Military Appreciation Month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be a guy who gives to his community, gives to his family, and is always there when you need them. This Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate members like Eric who go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Navy Federal's employees are part of the community they serve. Many of them are military family members, reservists, or veterans. And all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their families are eligible for Navy Federal membership. In fact, there are so many resources on the Navy Federal website, resources like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and you'll see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.